Today's episode is for all of you parents out there who are stressed out, flying by the seat of your pants, desiring more harmony and peacefulness in your life. My guest today is going to help you do that. She is Jenny Hoskins. She's the author of Brave Enough to Fly, her brand new book out now available on Amazon. She's also the creator of the Peaceful Parenting Method. And in this episode of the podcast, we talk about peaceful parenting. She shares some insights and ideas about how you can create more harmony within your home and have a better experience with your child just as in general. And we also talk about her new book, Brave Enough to Fly, some of the messages you'll find in the book. I've, I've read the book. It's really beautiful. The artwork is just fantastic. It's watercolor artwork. It's obviously took some time and thoughtfulness put into the pictures and the story. I really thought it was an awesome story with great messages of courage, faith, persistence, and even a little gem at the end. I don't want to give away the, the, the end of the book there, but there's a great message that every child needs to know, something that they will be able to carry with them for the rest of their lives. And I don't want to share that with you. We do talk about it in this episode of the podcast, but definitely pick up the book. It is well worth it. It's filled with so much goodness. Before we get into the episode, let me remind you that you can always find the podcast and listen to the podcast, Enhancing the Human Experience, on any of your favorite podcast players. And one of the best places to listen, in my opinion, is on YouTube. Now, that is because you can create playlists, and you're probably going to want to create a playlist for peaceful parenting. And you can put all of the good stuff that you start to find in this episode, but also from different places around YouTube, start yourself a folder, start putting some of these tools into your bag of tricks as a parent so that you can refer to them back. So I like YouTube for that aspect because you can create those playlists and refer to them all the time. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. And this episode, as well as every episode of Enhancing the Human Experience, ultimately goes up on YouTube in addition to all the podcast players. So I think it's a really great place to listen, comment, share it, all the things that YouTube is awesome for. So without further ado, let's get into the interview and let's see what Jenny has to say about helping you create more harmony and peacefulness in your parenting. Jenny, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Mark. Absolutely. So, you know, I introduced you briefly during the first segment of the podcast, but why don't you tell the listeners um, what you do in your own words a little bit? All right. So I actually do uh, a few different things. So I have a full-time job working as a pediatric speech-language pathologist, and I specialize in teaching social cognition and social emotional development, and along with uh, teaching kids who have communication delays and communication disorders how to communicate more effectively. Um, And then I also have an online business where I teach peaceful parenting. Um, And I do that through blogs and um, Facebook Lives and also some courses that I have. Um, And I also teach kids mindfulness and kids yoga. And um, I'm also a children's book author. (laughs) You you are busy. (laughs) You yeah. got a lot on your plate. Yeah, I like to I like to keep my schedule full, um, and I like to you know have my energy going 
in a lot of different directions, um, especially when it's stuff that I'm passionate about. Doesn't that make all the difference? When you're passionate about it, you can just work all the time and it's not even work, right? Right. It just, it feels energizing to me and it, um, it gives back to me as much as I'm giving out to it. So, yeah. Yeah. So let let me just, if we could talk about that briefly for a moment, because I think, you know, you carved out a little slice there. I just want you to touch on, was there a point in time when you transitioned to more doing your passion work here, or have you always been gradually moving in that direction? Because I think a lot of people struggle with this, like where to put their energy and where that, like that vein to, to do their life's work in. Can you just chat briefly about that? Sure. Um, So I think it's been an evolution uh, and I think it's probably that way for a lot of people. Um, So I've always worked with kids. I've worked with kids for uh, close to 18 years now um, and I've worked in different capacities. Um, I worked in a a group home with uh, special needs kids for a while and then um, I did one-on-one behavior intervention for special needs kids. Um, I taught English in Taiwan to kids. And then I got my master's degree, speech language pathology, and started working in a clinical setting. And then I I really became passionate about how could I serve the kids that I was working with most effectively. And um, what it came down to is really treating the whole child and really looking at how do they learn best? What are their personality styles? uh, Are their needs being met? And um, how could I approach uh, that from a holistic point of view? So then I started, uh, you know, I took a children's yoga specialization class. I started reading more about child development and, um, you know, social emotional development. And so, you know, like I said, I treat a lot of kids who have a variety of communication delays, but... I've started to really focus and hone in more on the social emotional piece. Um, and yeah. And, you know, and then I wrote my children's book that came out of kind of my own personal experience and my own personal growth. Um, and just sharing that message of growth, um, and hoping that it would help kids too. Yeah. So. And I definitely <laughs> want to, I want to dive into that book as well. I thought it was super awesome the the story the message the illustrations it's really cool now share with us when will that book be available for purchase so hopefully it's going i just published it yesterday on um on kindle direct publishing and so they have to review it and then after they give the okay it should be available within 72 hours so hopefully Monday. So it's, it's coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's called, uh, the book is titled Brave Enough to Fly. And tell us about that book. So Brave Enough to Fly is a story about a young girl named Annie and her family is getting ready to move to another city. Her mom just got a promotion at work and she's feeling a little bit apprehensive about this new change that's coming in her life. Um, and in the story, she has a dream where she meets a butterfly named Ina and Ina actually means grace. Um, and yeah. And so, uh, in the story, uh, Ina tells Annie about her own experience with transformation, going from 
egg to caterpillar to cocoon to butterfly and that all of the um you know experiences that she had and the thoughts and feelings that she had and the resistance but then she was able to use the values of curiosity courage perspective and faith in order to move through each of those transitions with more grace and ease and to be able to really learn from those transitions um, and turn it into a learning experience for her and her life. Yeah. And I love the metaphor you draw with the butterfly and because that's, you know, that's like the transformation and, you know, and especially I, I really love this, the fact that you focused on the, when this, when she's emerging from the cocoon, the, the struggle is what she needs to do to, for herself uh, growth. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I put that in there intentionally. Yeah, exactly. For that, um, that symbolism um, that, you know, it is through that struggle. It is through that difficulty um, that we get the resilience and we get the strength that we need to become what we're meant to be and to be what we're meant to be. And um, yeah, so. Yeah. Do, do you find in your work that there's a general sense. Do you do you find that children um, want life or their whatever they're going after, whether it's you know working with them in a speech pathology um, you know aspect or yoga? Do you find that they they want it to be easy? I mean, because I think there is this like we have like a culture of instant gratification and zero struggle because we always see like the overnight success or the quote unquote overnight success. What do you find in your work as far as that kind of ideology with the struggle? Well, I think it really depends on the kid, Mark. Um, every every child is different. You definitely have those those kiddos that um, that when they first hit up against resistance, they want to quit. You know, the the, the first moment of resistance. Um, and sometimes you got to kind of figure out, like, you know, are they really just being lazy, I guess. Or, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the case for any kid, but um, you've really got to figure out what is it that's causing that resistance in them. Um, I think I think there's also a lot of kids, there's this idea that when something's hard, it means it's bad. You know, like there's mm. this association that kind of this black and white thinking that when something's hard, it's bad. Or, you know, we, sh we don't want to do it because easy means good. Um, and so I think it's good to teach kids that it's okay for something to be hard and difficult. And um, it's okay to not be able to do something perfectly the first time. Um, and yeah, definitely teaching kids perseverance uh, is, I think, really essential. Um, I... I'm thinking about this uh, kiddo that I worked with. She was about four years old at the time, and she was one who kind of gave up pretty easily. Um, and she was looking for a particular toy in this big bin of toys. And she kind of looked and she couldn't find it. And she was like, I can't find it. I need help, you know? And um, so I actually <laughs> told her to think about, I was like, okay tell me about who your heroes are. Who do you look up to? And she said her dad. And I said, okay, well, how would your dad look for your toy? And I want you to look for it just like your dad would do it. And 
oh my gosh, she was like a totally different kid. She just went to town looking through all the toys. I've never seen her so committed. And sure, <laughs> Is it the, sure enough, she found it and she got it and she was so proud of herself and I was so proud of her. So did she see, did, did she kind of re reflect back on that experience and have a moment of growth in that, about that tool that you get, you gave her to kind of like embody her dad? You know, I, she never verbalized it, but I could, I could see in her face and in her facial expressions and in her body language and just the way that she was carrying herself, I could, I could see that something had clicked in her, yeah. you know, and then I think just that feeling of accomplishment, um, is so gratifying, you know, for anybody and, and for kids. And it's really cool to see when they have that experience or they have that aha moment. Um, even in something as simple as that, you know, but that's where it yeah. starts and, well, with those simple things. They, they, they are every, every, it builds. And I, I think you touched on something really important because, you know, a lot of successful people say that, that they actually like reinvent themselves and redesign themselves to be in alignment with what, with the goals that they want. And I think there's this pervasive thinking in our culture that is really kind of detrimental that is, is something to the effect of like, well, the successful person is just born that way, or they're gifted, or they're this. No one sees the hard work. No one sees the, the you know, internal um, struggles that go on. And so I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So brave enough to fly. And so, and you're, uh, it's about, you know, the, the resilience, the courage, the perseverance, like I said, the messages you've got in there are super awesome. I think parents are just going to, just going to love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so your, your illustrator, you worked with an illustrator to create the images, you wrote the copy. Um, talk about the process that, like you said, for your own journey. And that was a book, which it seems like it definitely came out of you. Talk about your experience writing that book and it being part of your story and your journey. Wow. Well, um, I think, so I think it's been a few years since it started. Um, writing a book takes a long time. And especially when you um, have illustrations and these were watercolor illustrations. So, um, and then yeah, they're beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Julie Pagan. She's a, she's a local artist here in Boise and she did an amazing job. And um, it was just, I mean, she created something that I, I couldn't have even imagined for the book. It was just beyond what I, <laughs> my expectations. So um yeah. So honestly, it was a few years ago and I was endeavoring to make some changes in my life um, on a personal level. And they were some changes that were going to have a positive impact on my life, but I found myself resisting them. Right. Like that's the thing with transition is I think that no matter what the transition is, whatever the change is, there's still some resistance we come up against. Um, and I was actually in a yoga class and I was, you know, doing my vinyasa flows. Um, and I was thinking about why am I being so resistant to making these changes? <laughs> and then for some reason at that moment, my mind started to think about butterflies and I thought, you know, in, in nature and, you know, they don't, you know, butterfly doesn't resist its transformation. It doesn't resist um, it's growth from one stage to the next. And I wonder what it might be like if I could be more graceful 
um, mm. and move through my life transitions as gracefully as, as a butterfly does or, you know, any sort of thing in nature. Um, and so, and then the next day I was just talking to a friend of mine about my thoughts and, and feelings. And, uh, and then as I'm talking to him, it just occurred to me that that might be a really cool children's story. And, um, so I started writing it and it just unfolded fairly easily. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. I, wow. I got connected with Julie and reached out to her and, um, you know, was really nervous about it. And, you know, she, I can imagine yeah. it's, a big, it's a big endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. And she agreed to, to do the illustrations and, um, it's just been a, a really cool collaborative project and it's really cool to see it finally come into fruition and actually hold Absolutely. a hard copy of it in my hand. So, so you did, so you have, did you, do you have the, uh, the hard copy proof or is it, is that coming down the road here pretty soon? Yes. Yeah, so I, I got the hard copy proof in the mail cause I wanted to make sure that everything looked okay before I published it. And it, it's yeah. solid. It's good to go. So that was really exciting to finally get a proof because I've gotten several proofs and it just there's been, you know, just little kinks here and there to work out. Um, and so this is the first proof that I got that's finally clean and looks how I want it to look. So, um, yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. Until you go through until you go through the process there, you know, I, I don't think people know the little subtle things that need to ha happen. And like you said, there's there's time delays and time lags and you, you want to rush it, but you don't want to, you know just put something out that's not awesome, which your book looks totally amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a process and I'm I'm so fortunate and blessed to have a team of people helping me because yeah, the design part of it, like you said, the little things like there's little things like the bleed, you know, on a page I didn't know yeah. about or the sizing of the images and all these little things that um, go into making sure that it looks nice at the end of it. And, you know, that's graphic design is not my area of expertise. So I'm glad I have people right. to help me do that. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I, it, it, you can, you're drawing on the strengths of, of those people who are pros in graphic design, you're pro in your arena and you, so I think when that comes together in the collaboration, you get an exceptional product at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's that collaboration and that cooperation for sure. What size is the, what size hardback are you going to be, be producing? So it's actually going to be a softback because, um, or softbacks. Yeah. Me. Kindle direct publishing does not offer hardback option at this time that I know of. Right. Um, it's about, I think it's eight and a half by 11. Okay. So it's big, yeah. it's big. It's going to be nice and big. Well, and it, yeah. it should be to, you know, to, uh, present those pictures, those wonderful watercolors. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So that, and I will put links to that in the show notes on my website, gmarkphillips.com, linking back to the book when it comes available. Let's talk about your course. You're going to help. Sure. Sounds like you're going to help some parents alleviate some headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah. So it's a 14 day training and it takes place online within a private Facebook group. Um, it's called the Peaceful Parenting Method, 14 Days to Harmony in Your Home. Um, and a big component of it is learning how to first understand your child and why they might be acting the way they are. Um, and I kind of talked about that earlier, that 
you know, some like if a child is, you know, being resistant or not following through with an activity, getting to the root of, of why they're doing that is really essential so that you can help them move through that struggle. Um, and so a big component of that is of, of my training is helping parents to understand their child's behavior. Um, and then also learning how to communicate with your child in a way that's more effective so that you can get them to listen, you can get them to cooperate. Um, and then uh, there's another component of the training that really focuses a lot on um, helping parents to uh, manage stress in their own lives. Um, you know, parents and families are so busy these days. And um, I think it's essential to really simplify <laughs> or, yeah, ende or endeavor that. to simplify your life as much as possible and to um, for parents to also make sure that they're um, engaging in self-care and they're taking care of their own needs and their own energy management so that they're able to respond to their kids rather than be kind of reactive um, and so that they can actually use the tools that I'm giving them um, in those moments of stress. So um, yeah, that's kind of the gist of the training. Yeah. Well, and I and I see that, and we talked about this when we talked a few weeks ago too. Um, and I, I see that parents are so busy, and it it sounds like you're addressing something that's really important: is the fact that hey, you're going to give them all these tools, but if they don't have the space to actually implement them, I think a lot of people get great information and great knowledge and great tools and wisdoms, but don't have that carved out space. And so it just goes to the wayside and then back to business as usual. So I think what you're doing there is really awesome. How did you decide or come up with that? I mean, obviously that's grew out of your, your own work up to this date that, you know, giving them, helping them simplify so they can put the tools in play. Well, I think it's been, uh, kind of an evolution. And it's just, it's taken place over the last year of, um, you know, me putting content out there uh, on, you know, my Facebook page and uh, listening, really listening to parents, really observing them, um, getting feedback from them, and um, just really figuring out what it is that, that they're needing and um, how I can use my experience and my expertise to fill that need. Um, and so that's how peaceful parenting method was created was just really out of in an effort to fill a, a need that parents have. So, yeah. And I think, I think you're right on the money because, you know, I see out there in the world that it seems like parents are kind of like micro parenting as they go, instead of creating this like foundation of, like you said, peaceful parenting and harmony, they're kind of constantly hurting their child along in every little activity, like do this, don't do this, stop, go. You know, it's like this constant insanity that appears of insanity from the outside looking in. So you're, you're kind of like breaking down that whole structure and saying, hey, you know, don't stop doing this craziness and giving them some fundamentals, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, and I know parents, they're doing the best they can. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes it is just like, let's just get through the day. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. it, but I want to give them, you know, tools and strategies to not just get through the day, um, even though that's going to be the reality sometimes. But um, I want to give them tools to really thrive as a family and to help their kids thrive. And so I think that comes from having strategies in place, having systems in place, um, you know, having a plan 
and, uh, and, and being consistent, you know, and I think uh, that's important too, that, you know, both parents are on the same page and how they're going to respond to their child's behavior and how they're going to discipline and um, how they're, you know, the values that they're going to teach in their family. And, um, and it takes time and it's, and it's not a perfect process. And, and that's part of the beauty of it too, is that um, as you're, you know, parents are dealing with these challenging situations, it's an opportunity for them to grow as a person as, as well. And, um, you know, sort of like this perfectly imperfect situation and, and growth experience for, um, for the family, you know? Yeah. What, what do you say to the parent who says, you know, I'd love to take your course. I think it's super awesome, but I don't even have time to think straight. How do you, <laughs> what do you tell them? Cause I mean, I'm sure that happens, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely kept that in mind when I was, um, you know, outlining this course. Um, the training videos are short and sweet. They're about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and then the assignments that I give them are really hands-on, really practical. Um, and I give, you know, it's 14 days, but I, in between trainings, I give parents a couple days to implement the strategies. Um, and they have access to this Facebook group, you know, even after the 14 days. So if they miss a training video, they can always go back and rewatch it. Um, and yeah, I definitely was keeping that in mind one when i was creating this um i'm sure you so were they yeah can, they can wa watch it in bite-sized pieces apply what they learned um you know and then go on to the next training video so so is the facebook group something that all of the students who go through your course will eventually be enrolled in for you know for like a as an ongoing thing so at this point, kind of what I'm envisioning, and it might change, but um, that I will have, so like my next training starts April, in April and um, I have, so I'll have the Peaceful Parenting Method April Facebook group. And then um, my plan is to do this monthly. So I'll have the April Facebook group, I'll have the May Facebook group, you know, and so on and so forth. And then I might do like a, a peaceful parenting method alumni group. So for everybody that's gone through the training, there's a place for them to go um, collectively. Um, and so that they can com continue to, you know, interact and engage with one another and share stories and share, you know, frustrations and share parenting wins and, um, you know, really depend on one another and, and support one another as well. I think that's a great idea and a, a great resource because, you know, in my own experience for whatever I'm trying to get better at or learn, you know, simply just scrolling through a valuable Facebook group like this one and, and seeing what other people are doing. And the, I, I view it as like sharing these best practices for whatever you want to do. You know, that's, that's a huge value add on, on the back end of your, of your course there, it sounds like. Yeah, I think so. I, and a big part of my vision is to create a community. Um, and so I think that, you know, what such a blessing to have technology and to have the ability to do this um, where people can congregate online and share and support, um, you know, without having to worry about 
you know, distance and time. Um, it's just a really accessible way for them to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, and, and we're so fortunate to be living in the age that we are here where we don't have to travel or go to another city or, you know, someone from around the world can enroll in your course and have all that, that access and benefit. We're really fortunate. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really cool time to be living. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Because there's just so many resources available, um, you know, to improve our lives. So back to your work with the with the families and helping them create harmony where do you, do you find you're putting more i guess in effort and work on like the parent side or the kids side i mean where where do you i know you look at it holistically but as far as like the logistics do you find that you start with the parent and then work to the kid or how do you approach that whole scenario there as far as to create that harmony well, I think it's so individual for each family. I think that, um, you know, every family is unique. Every child is unique. Um, every, you know, relationship is unique. And, and that's really how I view, you know, parent and child is it's a relationship. And so it's, there are, there's the parent and there's all of their thoughts and feelings and beliefs and actions. Um, and then there's the child and, and their thoughts and feelings and beliefs and actions. And then there's the relationship between the two, um, you know, and the different personality types. And so it's, you know, I, even parents who have like three kids, for example, um, a parenting strategy that works well with one kid may not necessarily work well mm -hmm. with the other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and also a parenting strategy that works well with one child for a time may not work well as they get older and they evolve. And so um, that's why I teach a lot of principles. I mean, I do teach tool, I give parents tools and I give them, you know, specific strategies that they can apply right away with kind of the caveat that, okay, keep in mind, these might work for a while, but you're, you know, your child's going to grow and evolve and they're, and you're going to have to kind of grow and evolve with them. And also your relationship with your child is going to grow and evolve as well. Does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And I think you've touched on something really interesting. It's, it's this kind of the ultimate frustration and the ultimate fun of being a human being, right? Is that <laughs> the game board is always changing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And, and that, that is a perfect point because I think as, as, you know, speaking from my own perspective is, you know, we want, we want to just know, okay, so no, what do I have to do to get the result and I'll do it and do it and do it. But you're right. The, the child changes, we change, the environment changes, different influence and stimuli comes in. It, it really is a dynamic process, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, when you're talking about that, for some reason, I started thinking about like, you know, like weightlifting, for example. And I just went to uh, my first CrossFit class last night. Uh, wow. And, um, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not constantly changing your workout, um, you're not going to continue to grow and change, right? Yeah, so it's like, point. you kind of have to adjust um, and, and change, you know, you can't just do the same thing over and over again and expect, you know, different results. You've got, got to have lots of different tools, um, you know, yeah, well, and that's so true. Yeah. That's that's a great analogy, right? I mean, yeah, they got to confuse those muscles to get them, or they get like stuck in the in the mode of whatever you've been doing, and then and then growth stops, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's really that's really interesting. Yeah, I think you know, I just think we we were looking for like the simple answer, but maybe the simple answer is that there's just this constant changing situation, and we you have to be a, constantly adapting to that. Absolutely, and that's why I think that a big part of what I teach is is creating awareness around, um, you know, not only the parent creating awareness around their own thoughts and feelings and belief systems and, and how they, you know, carry themselves and show up in the world, but also teaching kids how that awareness of their own thoughts and feelings, how those thoughts and feelings impact their actions, how it impacts how they show up in the world, how it impacts how they respond to outside circumstances, how it impacts their relationships, and really teaching them the tools of how they get to manage all of that so that they can live their best life, you know, and so that they can show up in the way that they want to and have quality relationships and a quality life. Um, and, and, you know, be able to respond in a way that's congruent and, um, you know, beneficial for both them as, as an individual and also, you know, cooperatively for the people in their life as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you touched on this a little earlier as well, that you, you know, obviously address those inner issues. Did you always do that in your work and, you know, in your, in your current work and where you're transitioning? Um, or is that kind of an evolution too, as far as, you know, looking at the emotional and like inner aspect of why a child may be behaving in this way or struggling? That's a great question. So in my earlier career, I did like traditional, um, ABA, which is like applied behavioral analysis, which is really, uh, you know, based off of kind of like this punishment reward system um, and being able to shape behavior based off of, you know, punishment reward. Um, and so, and of course, in the work that I did, I mean, we didn't do punishment, but we sure. did a lot of like positive reinforcement um, and it was effective and it worked. And and I still think that there's a time and a place for it. I mean, I'm not completely against it, but I think that for me, and I always kind of knew in the back of my mind, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but there's just always something where I was like, something just doesn't feel authentic about this. There's something missing. Um, and so, you know, as I, I, you know, went to, I went to grad school, learned about um, you know, social thinking, social cognition, social emotional development, and how essential that is. And I remember kind of thinking like, there's something to this, this is important, but I didn't dive right in to it at that point. Um, it's just really been in the last two, three years that I've really uh, dove into that. And I think it just came from me starting to see um, how how children um, show up to therapy sessions differently based off of like, are their needs being met and, and what is actually happening, you know, internally and how that's impacting how they're showing up to therapy sessions. And so, um, yeah, so now I, I look at it from more of like an inside out approach. So, you know, what is happening internally and how can we teach a child to develop their own internal guidance system and how can we teach them to um, really figure out what's happening inside of them so that they can manage their own behavior rather than behaving a certain way because there's either a reward or punishment. Yeah. Um, that being said, there's, I mean, 
there are a lot of like intrinsic rewards to, uh, you know, doing certain things. And, um, you know, we get paid for going to our job and stuff like that. Um, however, uh, it's just, I think it's important that we really teach kids how to um, develop those skills to navigate their own world based off of their own intrinsic, you know, sense of altruism and, um, and values as well. So they're not constantly reliant on um, outside influences. Yeah. I really love that because it's more of like an in an inner, I guess, perspective or inner um, uh, kind of in, from the inside out kind of thinking as opposed to, because you're right, we, we do need the external stimulus, the paycheck, the, you know, those kind of things and everything. But if when you, when you create and do act from within, it becomes, seems to become much more um, like self-sustaining and just all around better. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's also tapping into a child's like natural tendency towards altruism. And we all have it, you know, that's what makes us human. We're social creatures. Um, and so if you, if there's too much focus and emphasis on teaching a child, like, don't do this, because if you do this, you're going to get in trouble, then they actually, it actually becomes more self like serving, like kind of a selfish act that they're going to act a certain way because they don't want to get in trouble versus I'm going to act a certain way because it's the right thing to do. And because I want to connect with other human beings and I want to form strong, integrated bonds with others. And I want to do what's right. You know, does that make yeah, sense? It, it does. <laughs> it, well, it sounds like a deep, it's a like a deeper reason than just, oh, I'm not going to get in trouble or oh, I'm going to get a cookie or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I like that. And that being said, there, like I said, there's a time and a place. And, um, you know, I use positive reinforcement sometimes with kiddos, you know, like, all right, let's do, you know, 10 trials working on this exercise. And then we'll do, you know, we'll play with some bubbles um, or, you know, play a game or something. Um, I just, as long as it's just, that's not the, um, the default strategy, every, you know, every time that you're really, you know, teaching kids the skills they need to self-regulate. Um, yeah. and to have that sense of personal power in their life in addition yeah. to getting through the day to day. Well, just, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, we are human beings and we, we have, it's like, it sounds like you use the full spectrum of, you know, from, you know, inner kind of motivation and drive and up to, you know, like playing, having playtime, which we do need that too, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How much, how much has your yoga practice in your own spiritual and emotional, I guess, journey played in, fed into your work? How has that affected that? Well, I, I first got certified as a yoga teacher. And when I went through the training, I kind of had in the back of my mind that maybe I'll teach this to kids, you know, cause I was already mm -hmm. working with kids. Um, and then I did start teaching it to kids and I started to see how much of an impact it was making on them. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was helping them. And then I think that that's really when I started to think like, there's something to this mindfulness thing and, um, you know, really teaching kids how to, you know, self-regulate, how to manage themselves, um, so that they can you know, be ready to, to learn when they're at school or be ready to learn when they're, you know, at a therapy session with me or, um, you know, be able to, uh, 
get along okay with their siblings and um, their family. Yeah. So I think in that way, um, just being able to observe that and see the change has made a difference and has, um, you know, really solidified that the work that I'm doing is important. Um, yeah. But I think- well, it is holistic. It's, it's, it's like looking at the, you know, the holistic child too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Um, yeah. you know, kind of a, another example of, you know, just like the body mind connection. Um, you know, I had a, a kiddo who was really having a hard time with focusing and paying attention and she would kind of like slump in her seat and she would, um, you know, always be kind of like, she'd like fall on the floor and be like, all right, we need to, you know, focus, pay attention. <laughs> and then I got to talking to her mom a little bit and, um, I found out that she actually never crawled as a baby. She went, mm. she went right to walking. And, um, for those people that don't know, so crawling actually is, is really essential for developing a, a lot of core stability and strength. Um, and so I was like, huh, I think the reason she's slumping in her chair so much and she's just like, you know, falling to the ground. I don't, mm-hmm. I think she's got poor core strength and stability. It was just kind of a, a, wow. a hypothesis I had. And so, mm-hmm. um, I encouraged their mom to just do like little, you know, yoga, you know, <laughs> yoga exercises with their little, you know, that involved the core strengthening. And, um, you know, I didn't, it wasn't, it's kind of an anecdotal story, but I, I noticed a change. I I noticed a change, um, you know, almost immediately as they started incorporating that, um, and she was paying attention. And so I think that's why it's important, really important to look at the whole child and to really look at what's below the surface, because, you know, she would have, she was, I think only four at the time, but had she gotten older and gone to school, you know, a teacher may have just thought she's just not paying attention. She's, you know, and she may get in trouble for that when really it's because she's spending so much time and energy thinking about keeping herself upright that she can't think about anything else that's going on. So. Well, and I think that's really awesome that you shared that story because, you know, given your background, you know, on the kind of the, you know, the clinical psychological side and also then the yoga side and just being obviously a very aware person yourself and looking at the whole person or the whole being, you're like, well, maybe this, because sometimes I think we get narrow focus and we, we, we find what we're looking for, or we, we look for what we want to find, whatever. And we may miss out on that. That's a, you know, something that, uh, another person may miss out on and just continue to try to fix the problem with the only tool they've got instead of going, okay, let's take a look here. Yeah. That's let's really interesting. Back and see what, what could be another possible. Yeah. Because like you said, we are whole, you know, we're mind, body and spirit. And there's, if any of those things are, if there's some foundational piece missing, the whole system is not as, as good as it could be. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So tell people how they can get in touch, you know, how, how they can find your book, um, share the peaceful parenting side. G- give us how we can get in touch with you. So um, the Brave Enough to Fly will be available on Amazon. Um, peaceful parenting method. I will share a link with you. Yes. You I'll, and to. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And I'll also link to your book. Yeah. And then, um, I have a website it's under construction right now. 
So okay. um, we don't have to share it. I can share it when it when it comes up. How's that? Sure, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Um, and then I'm and, on Instagram. Go ahead. Are you on Instagram and yeah. and you say you have Facebook too, right? Yes. Yeah, and I'm very active um, on Facebook and fairly active on Instagram. Share your what's your what are your Instagram and I'll also link to this, but just for the for people who are listening, share what are your Instagram and Facebook, um, you know, uh, I guess URLs. Do you have that? So well, so my Instagram is just Jenny underscore Hoskins. Okay. And then my Facebook is uh, Jenny Hoskins, although there are a lot of Jenny Hoskins. So. Are there? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll narrow yeah. it down in the show notes and make sure we, we capture the right one. Okay. Um, okay. So what's, what's next? Obviously you got, you shared a lot of what you got going on and you are very busy right at the moment. Can you, do you have any like projects in the work that you share, would care to, I guess, give us a little bit of a teaser of, or are you, obviously you're so busy right now, but do you have anything on the, on the far horizon you're working on that you want to share with us? Oh gosh. Um, I do have, um, some ideas for some new children's books. I'm sure, um, I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, yeah, I'm right now I'm, um, really endeavoring to stay focused on, um, you know, launching brave enough to fly and then also launching this training. Um, I love, like I said, I love to have my energy going out in different directions and having a lot of plates spinning. Um, and I, and right now I'm like, all right, I'm going to just focus my energy on these two things. Um, and then once I get these rolling out and, um, you know, kind of get some systems in place, um, and get some success there, then I'll probably start working on those, um, other children's books. So, yeah. Well, yeah. You, this obviously sounds like a really busy time for you with the, you know, the launch of your course and your book. Um, so I, I know that you, you've got to kind of keep the focus on <laughs> the, yeah. the present moment, right? Keep it in the now instead of looking forward. But given what I've seen you, you know, producing now, I, I am really excited to see what, you know, what that comes down the line. Um, cause you know, like I say, the book seems awesome. Uh, the book is awesome. I should say the course appears to be phenomenal for parents and I think it's really going to be beneficial to them. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's been great. Thank you. Well, what'd you think? Did you get some value out of this episode? If you did, let me know. Let me know what your experience was. The best place to do that, as I mentioned, is always on YouTube. Leave a comment. Share it with someone who you think might also benefit from hearing it. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel. That is youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. You can also find complete show notes and links to all the resources that Jenny mentioned in this episode on my website, gmarkphillips.com. I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Jenny for sharing her wisdom and insight with us, spending time with us on the podcast, and helping you parents out there create more peace and harmony in your life. That's the episode. I really want to thank you for listening. I do really appreciate it. Until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.